Patrick, where do we where do we start today's podcast? You know? It seems like it seems like the uh, topic that we always seem to end up on masks, right? Yeah, but people I, hate it. But it's well, big news. Huge news, and I feel like I don't Federal know. Federal judge in Florida um, yesterday uh, struck down the CDC slash administration's policy on federal mandate of masking on public transportation. And so as of the ruling, like immediate, like planes, planes in flight, you see in the videos, they, the, 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 the flight attendants, the pilots were all excited, ripping off their masks. People are going nuts. Oh my God. I put my kids at risk because I was on the plane at mid flight. You know, the crazy maskers, the COVIDians, I call them. COVIDians. How do you feel about this, though? Because to be honest with you, I actually didn't think, and I feel like we said it on this podcast, that there was a chance like we may never go back, like that masks would be forever on airplane. Aren't you kind of like, a little like blown away like wow and i mean even the ceo of delta was like enough we've got to move on i mean i, yeah, I thought that was CEOs. kind of bold so I, what do you I, think I, so so first off the judge pointed by trump uh clerked for clarence thomas had never tried a case so all the you know left-wing pundits out there came right out and criticized you know oh female who's 35 who've never tried. so again attacking a female for being, you know, a judge appointed by Trump. If that was a liberal judge appointed by Obama, no one would have said a word. It's amazing how they attack women only on one side of the aisle, but that's a whole other issue that we could debate. Um, Her ruling is that the CDC and the public health uh, arm of, of, of the government overstepped by making it a mandate without providing statistical evidence that it's a benefit right, for all to wear. And she's right. At the end of the day, she's right. The CDC keeps saying we recommend it. They've supplied no studies on planes, no data. They've had two years. There is not a peer-reviewed study that discusses mask benefits on planes cloth masks by the way i'm not talking about n95s or k95s whatever okay because we know those are very effective they're like 60 percent, 70 percent effective but of course and by the way you get to still wear a mask if you want i've been on planes my entire life i've flown so many times for business across the country always had people with masks on Always. Yeah, that's been a long-standing thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because and- you know what, people, you get colds, you don't feel well. Sure. I, I, I could, I could, I can't count how many times I flew, multiple hours, and then two days later, it felt like crap because I was on a plane, right? And then you started taking the air, air was it the airborne stuff or what? What's it called? The, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I'm talking the about airborne. The, people used to take yeah. that all the time. The vitamin C or, pat, or, like- or you're drinking like tons of vitamin C and orange juice before you get on a plane. So I may still choose to wear a mask, but it's a choice. These people who are saying, oh my gosh, you put my kids at rest. There should be different sections of the plane. I'm so sick of all these people. I really am enough, enough, like choice. We're over two years into this. 
It's about risk assessment and choice. We've been saying this for a year. Now. I believe even our guy, well, not really our guy, but I believe Anthony Fauci even said, you know, Americans have to. <laughs> Is he still around? He's still for around. Real. Well, he only made headlines like a week or two ago when he basically said it's the onus is on Americans. You, you, yes. give your own. yeah, huh. you, you assess now. your own I mean, risk. So, so right now the only poor individuals who are still wearing masks basically in this country are two to four year olds in New York city. Shame on Eric Adams, the mayor. Uh, he's proving to just not be what people had hoped or thought in my opinion. Um, the fact that you saw two to four year olds masks in New York city is just a flat out terrible on a completely separate topic though. You know, part of the problem with focusing overly focusing on mitigation and protocols related to COVID at this stage, okay. I'm not talking about two years ago or a year ago. I'm talking about at this stage and worrying about and still focus on case. We have three the definition of a mass shooting is four or more, right? Right. So we had three mass shootings over the week. Okay. You have, and I'm only picking on Philadelphia because I follow people from Philly because I used to work. Philadelphia is breaking historic records for murders and violent crime in their city mm. in the first four months of the year. Okay. I believe over Easter weekend, there were 47 people shot, 13 murdered in the city of Philadelphia. Okay. Those numbers might've changed. Crime is through the roof. I mean, look what happened in DC last week. You had multiple shootings, dogs being kidnapped, carjackings. Mayor Bowser came out yesterday with another crime plan. You know, okay. Where have we been with this? Like another crime plan, right? Which which consists of what, by the way, because, it, it, you know, it's such it's such BS because it comes down to, you know, are they going to hold them on, you know, bond? Are they going to keep are they going to make their bond right. high? A lot of cities across the country feel like bond isn't fair, you know, so it, it, despite the fact that these people really commit crimes, you know, um, so they've gotten rid of that. They've gotten rid of that here in L.A., which has been a huge Listen, controversy. Bond, bond's a real issue. I mean. In Columbia, South Carolina, which is, you know, uh, from a state perspective, Republican, there's the judge in the Columbia, Columbian mall shooting in South Carolina over the weekend. He shot 12 people or 13 people. No one died. Thank thank God. Um, He was only given $25,000 bond and allowed to go to work. Well, but I mean, the argument that people listening to this podcast are going to make is, well, there's been years of studies and they do say that bond, you know, a lot of low crime people are held on extremely high bonds. Unless your family's wealthy, uh, you can't make uh, the bond. I understand that, but he should he should have to stay home with a bracelet on. Like, listen, I get that, but. And again, I don't I don't know the judge. I don't I, I tried to find the judge's name in, in South Carolina and, who, you know, who appointed that uh, the General Assembly in South Carolina, which is Republican, I, appoints crazy. the judges. It's also Richland County, which tends to be uh, more Democratic. So I'm not exactly 100 percent sure. But, it, you know, like so <sighs> we have to figure this out. Right. And. Listen, it's it's a hard solution. You got illegal guns out there. You got, you know, you got illegal guns. If you take the legal guns out, you're left with illegal guns, which you can't have. Um, I, to me, it comes down to prosecuting, 
right? I think there's so many illegal gun violations that go unprosecuted because it's just costs, time, money. They, they dumb down the, the, the sentence or, or the, the punitive damages or whatever you want to call it. And they're back out there. They're back. Like we got to get the illegal guns off the street. Number one, number two, the 14, 15 and six year olds committing violent crime. You have to charge them as adults enough where a 15 year old in DC can carjack somebody at gunpoint. And in two years they're back, you know, they're just yeah, going to juvenile enough, a 15 year old. I'm sorry. You're an adult enough. You're going. Away. Well, I don't think they're adults, but I do agree. There, uh, no, to me, I, there's a medium. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Like to some degree, two years isn't enough, right? Because they're going to a juvenile detention where they're getting a lot right. of freedom, right? Um, now, do they spend 20 years in jail? No, that's probably too much. But no. I mean, there's got to be there's somewhere between two and ten that sends a message of you know if what fifth, you did. I I think you're underestimating how old a 15 year old. If a 15 year old kills somebody. They shouldn't be charged as a juvenile. I'm just sorry. They shouldn't. I mean, but yeah, but come on. You remember. I mean, you, your kids at 50. I mean, kids make poor decisions. I mean, I was now, a sophomore t- in high school. I don't think I would kill somebody. Well, I don't think you would either. I mean, but these kids are not coming from a household. No, that I, listen, I, I understand from. all that. And I'm not saying 30 years, throw the key away forever. But like you could charge them as an adult and then. You know, well, I think seven years, seven, eight years. Yeah, they should. I mean, two years is a joke. I mean, because they're getting out. Uh, maybe they're serving full two years. But again, they're, they're, juvenile detention facilities are far different than a federal prison or a prison where you're going away for murder. Yeah. Look, so, I, I'll say this. Plus, and this plus is, also, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I, I, people are going to be like, oh, my God, how are you referencing him? But, you know, Rudy Giuliani, you remember this back yeah. when he took over as mayor in New York City. Very controversial, but there was three strikes, you're out. Now, that didn't work well because it applied to a lot of people with marijuana charges, low drug charges. So those people ended up doing insane amounts of time, right, for marijuana, which is now legal. So I'm against that. But I think what he did really well was they didn't tolerate any amount of crime, like no graffiti, no – like it was – I think you have to so he be bu- that he tough. Believed in the, we've talked about this, but he believed in the broken window theory. Right. You, you start jumping a turnstile, you grab a grab a purse on the metro, uh, you know, you let it go, slap on the wrist, and then eventually it leads to more violent crime and so forth. But to your point, of course, they say know, that didn't work, but but I think well, it did work. Like, I mean, I think it sent a message to people that you can't, you know, what happened was people for low level things went away for like 10 or 15 years. Right. So honestly, I think right now in this country, we legalize federally legalized marijuana, all, all the, like the, that kind of stuff we spend too much time on. We should be focusing on violent crime, there you how go. to stop violent crime. We have to stop violent crime. And the police departments have to be part of that. The county executive of Montgomery County tweeted this past week, and I don't have it in front of me, I apologize, but it was something to the effect that, you know, when a police person is involved, it's too late. Public safety has to be before that. I agree and disagree. Yes, public safety has to start well before the crime, but the police have to be part of that. His tweet, you gotta, you gotta, you got, you gotta look inside his thought process. The police have to be. So when a policeman gets involved, they can get involved before the crime. Right. 
right community policing knowing knowing people in the area knowing you know having people feel good about them patrolling in the area and not seen as some you know you know well, we've gotten away from all that because a lot of people right. feel that that's racial targeting. So we've gotten away from. Um, but these, na- but these certain these neighborhoods need the help. They need the protection, right? So there has to be a mi- middle ground on community policing reform. But no one wants to make the hard decisions anymore on anything, and that and, and that's the problem. It's like COVID, right? And I know people think, oh, enough with the COVID. But here's the problem. So the mayor of DC, I believe yesterday, was outside doing a press conference had a mask on and people can say, oh, who cares, right? But here's here's why that's wrong. Part of the reason crime is up in all these cities is because businesses are working remote and they're not back in this. When you have a crowded subway, when you have a crowded downtown, when you have a crowded nightlife downtown, crime is going to be less, okay? There's more witnesses, there's more people around, there's, you, you lower, Yes, there's more people, but you're also lowering that 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 person who might be afraid of getting caught, right? Or might be afraid of being seen or whatever. You have to get the cities back to some degree with people downtown. You got to get people on the subways. You got to get people on Metro. You got to get people downtown. And for a lot of reasons, economic reasons, uh, you know, emotional, re- whatever, you know. I just don't understand the thought process. Like to me, if I was the mayor of DC right now, I'd be like, we're open mask off, come in, let's get back to work. Yeah. What have we got to do to bring people back with the daily case counts and where you can get testing and Oh my God, enough. Get people back in the city. You got packed arenas. You got packed concert venues. You had 30,000 people on the lawn yesterday. Yeah. Outside. Like, what are we doing now? You, you're, to me, right now, there was a study that came out last week or two weeks ago, and they ranked um, states based on a lot of, you know, death rate, more, uh, death rate, case rate, um, economic factors, schools, education. And you know what? A lot of the red states did very, very well when you factor it all in. Some people criticize the study saying they overestimated on the education, schools being open and the economy. Others say they didn't wait, you know, the death. But if you start looking at the, the ages of, of those who passed and yeah, I mean, listen, Florida and DeSantis and all those got criticized for a long time. And, you know, look at approval ratings and. No, I look, I think it's more reason why the geo, why, why the Democrats are going to be in trouble, because I think these red state, you know, they did they follow the science? I don't know, you know, but they they took a hard stance and it turned out they were right. And, you know, I think when it comes to election time, you know, people want somebody that can make decisive decisions. Yeah, you said this, too. uh, I don't a couple weeks ago, you know, I it's interesting. I read another article that. It's not just about the power for some of these politicians. It's about their importance, right? Certain school board members, county execs, they were irrelevant for the most part pre-COVID. Now they became very relevant. And they actually have something to do. Right, right. right. And it's like they don't want to give it up. 
because once they give up so-called the daily, you know, COVID, you know, updates and this and protocols and blah, they become irrelevant again. Now, I don't mean told, you know, I mean, just in the public eye, right? Sure, sure. Who knew a school board member before this? No one. Now you know exactly who the head of the school board is. You know who the, you know, the public health officer is. I, I could have named the public health officer in Montgomery County if you, if my life depended on it. Right, right. right. So I think there is some of that here too at work. Like just, you know, the other thing too, last on this, and I've said this before, if you don't make the adjustments when science doesn't support your mitigation or protocols, then no one's going to believe you down the road when you really need them, right? It has to work both ways. It just has to. Like Philadelphia reinstating mass mandates yesterday, it's a joke. It's a joke. Focus on the crime. Uh, well, you know, people will be like, ah, oh, you could do two things at once. No, they can't, obviously. They can't. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. I, You know, it's it always seems like to some degree the politicians, like, they have no, like, pulse on the finger of what. They don't. Or, or, you know, they don't have their finger on the pulse of, like, what people care about. And to your point, everybody in every major city across this country is talking about the uptick in crime. And, you know, like you were saying, the sad, you know, three mass shootings over the weekend. I mean, it's just like, you know, people are so sickened by that. It, it, yeah. Um, all right, well, well, let's move on. Let's talk. Um, there's some pop culture things also, um, Anything to your thoughts, like what's going on with the Ukraine? You know, uh, Zelensky did another interview with CNN, says that he hopes and he thinks that uh, President Biden will visit Ukraine. Do we think that's going to happen uh, well, from I your don't face? Know, he, he didn't look like he did a good job visiting the uh, his own South Lawn during the Easter Bunny hunt. <laughs> I mean, he needed a bunny to handle him the entire time. He was starting to talk about Afghanistan. Bunny comes over. He was in the wrong spot where he was supposed to be. Bunny comes over. He's telling his wife, they don't let me read anymore. Under the mic caught him saying something to the effect that they won't let me read. How to follow the... He, listen, he looks... He just looks old. You think he looks like he's declining? Listen, I'm... Listen, that would be... It'd be dis... Yeah, I'm not going to comment on his cognitivity and all that stuff because that's just... That's wrong. You know, they did it with Trump. I know. Yeah, I said it was wrong then. I think it's wrong now. But the fact is, he just looks old. He looks old and he just he looks lost. He looked lost on these lawn yesterday. (laughs) There's all these memes out there with the bunny coming over. Clearly, the bunny was a handler or Secret Service, one or the other. I don't know. But um, I don't know if he's going to visit. That's that's what a security nightmare that would be, huh? but, but now it would just be so a good stand. Chris, Chris Coons, senator from Delaware, Democrat, I believe was one of the first high-profile Democratic uh, political uh, individuals to come out publicly and say, it's time to send troops to Ukraine. We can't just let Ukraine die, literally die, and die, die individuals as individuals and as a country. Uh, so, you know... Interesting, interesting take from uh, you know, Chris Coons, who's, uh, again, Democratic senator. So I don't know. What's your, it, what do you think? What do you think we should do? Um, you I know. think the longer it goes on, obviously, the worse it is for Ukraine, the worse it is for 
President Biden, the worse it is for Europe. Um, you know, the sanctions seem to be, you know, they absorbed them. Putin doesn't seem to care. It's so stupid. I know we knew that they. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do now. I don't. I really don't. I, um, it, it is. It is so heartbreaking to watch. I it mean, is. It, it's it just is, terrible. It, it really is, is. It's terrible. You know, 202 children have been killed, you know, in the Ukraine since it, it just is like break your heart. Like and how much I mean, I mean, cities destroyed, homes destroyed, you know, like lives. For no, for Thousands. what appears to be zero reason, zero reason. Very tragic, very tragic. Uh, but in terms of this administration, you know, there's a lot he's focused on or should be focused on. Inflation broke another record, I believe, went up to eight point five percent last month. You know, they're out there with the marketing spin of uh, Putin price increase. It's not working. Everyone knows inflation was increasing well before Putin invaded. Uh, gas prices were going up. Yes, a certain percentage of the increase in gas prices now are related to this for sure. And maybe a little bit of the supply chain issue. But you had supply chain issues, inflation increasing and gas prices increasing well before Putin invaded Ukraine. Uh, to, so to try to you know, pass this off with some marketing, you know, Putin price increase is just completely disingenuous and frankly, not not working. Um you got Paskey, you know, the, the chief spokesperson who looks like going to MSNBC. She should be gone. She should be gone. She stole. She sh if she's going to MSNBC, that's she should not be doing press conferences. She not she should not be taking questions from Fox News reporters and other you know outlets. Uh, if, if she's going to MSNBC, she should have resigned immediately. Gone. Sorry. It's ridiculous. So, you know, double standard again all the time with, with some of this stuff. So, um, I don't know. I, yeah. I just, I think I, you know, you said it. I think unless something drastically changes over the summer, I think the Dems are in for a complete. Oh, they're in big trouble. They're, they're just a complete butt kicking come November. Complete butt kicking. Um uh, but listen, we still have four or five months, yeah. so we'll see. But it's it's it doesn't look good right now for the Democrats. Yeah, no, I, I and think honestly, going forward, yeah, you know, we've talked about this. Biden says he's running again, or rumor, you know, uh, reports are that he told Biden, uh, Obama, that he's going to run again. I I just don't see how. Uh, oh, that would be such a disaster. I mean. Kamala well, we doesn't seem to be the answer based on, you know, the, the various slip ups and her 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 approvals. I, I, we know Governor that? Newsom is uh, reportedly, at least if you're here in California, you hear that a lot, that he I mean, listen, is going to run. Listen, I, at least he you know, I don't agree with him politically, but he's smart, vibrant, comes from a massive state. Um. He looks polished, right? Uh, certainly from the Democratic side, he's formidable, you have to say, right? I mean, I don't think he's the answer for the Dems, but you know, the, if you're saying DeSantis is for the Republicans, 
Oh, can you, you imagine? Know, wow, pe- that would be quite pe- a people. People on the left would say the same thing about the Santas. Right. Oh, you know, he didn't care about COVID. He da da da. But so you know, the Santas against Newsom. You're you're looking at like both opposite. You know, Ooh. left versus right. Kind of could be interesting. Florida versus California. Wow. That could yeah. be that would be quite the showdown. But I, to your point, I, I do agree with you. I think I, I just don't even see I don't even see how they could even think about rerunning President Biden or Kamala. I, I, I well, they'll think wow. about it if Trump if Trump becomes the nominee, oh. then you rerun Biden because Oof. I do you though. I, I don't know. I know, right? What a complicated thing. Um, I do want to ask you a couple quick things. Um, so, you know, all week on and off, people have been talking about Elon Musk uh, potentially mm-hmm. buying Twitter. He's made a bid to try to buy Twitter, take it private. What are your thoughts? A lot of people, you know, are terrified of this. Oh, my uh, God. And, you know, all, the, he'll... all the all the all the crybabies. I put it out on my IG story. I said, oh, my God, can you imagine? And people were disgusted. And they said, Sarah, that's horrible. He'll bring back Trump. How, you know, what do you do? You want hate in the world? Twitter Um, is a cesspool. And it is uh, deplatforming social media bullying entity right now. It's a cancer culture. It's deplatforming. It's. Twitter's not a good place right now, okay? And, you know, you know the, the, the so-called crybabies, they want free speech only if it agrees with them, right? Whether Elon, Elon Musk has been, for the most part, very successful at everything he's owned, right? But what do you think Elon Musk, okay, so, so people are afraid because they- People didn't care about Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post. Why, because he was liberal? Uh, well, I think Je- you never hear from Jeff Bezos, so you don't really know Jeff's thoughts, except for, you know, Jeff is a full capitalist who, uh, by the way, is is a monopoly who should be broken up by monopoly laws. But we don't even use those anymore. Um, I, listen, I just think that's that, my two cents on. And I, you know, look, Jeff Bezos it, is a genius. It, good for him. But I mean, by the way, his offer was 20 percent more than the stock price. If, if you're doing your if you're doing your you know, a service to your shareholders, you would sell to him, but they put a poison pill in. So again, it shows you what Twitter's about. Twitter's about controlling the narrative in the United States. In my opinion, mostly for the left, right? It's about going after people who, you know, you don't agree with. It's about, you know, you know, trying to de-platform those who, you know, say something that's, you know, quote, offensive, um, listen, at the end, he probably may not get it, but, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and if he does get it, what do you think? Do you, you think because of his successful business track record, it would be a good thing? Listen, I, this is a complicated issue and it's, a, we need somebody who's an expert. And I've been really following this issue over the last several months and we talked about it. I sent you an article. Uh, so with, with, with Barry Weiss, who obviously former New York times, she runs Substack. There's a bunch of writers under that who, who talk about this issue. David Sachs, former partner of Elon Musk and PayPal. And it's disingenuous in their opinion to say that Twitter is a private company and therefore they get to decide who's on their platform. 
And I have people, friends of mine who are on the left side of the spectrum who say, you know, then go start your own too bad. It's a private, you believe in capitalism when it helps you. And, and you know what, that's a fair argument, but it's also a disingenuous argument because Twitter, Facebook have become the communication currency in this United, in the United States. Okay. I'm not saying the government should run it, but there also should be very strict rules of who they can deplatform. And then, you know, we talked about last week, debanking is, takes us to another level or, um, you know, when AWS says, you know, you can't, you, you know, to a business because they don't like what somebody tweeted, you can't use our service or they don't, or PayPal says you can't use PayPal to do business because we didn't like what you tweeted. And those are the main services or main uses. We should be nervous about this. We should be paying attention to it. We should be scared about it. This isn't as simple as saying, oh, Twitter gets to do what they want. They really shouldn't. Right. They're almost like a public utility. And again, I'm not saying government should run Twitter, but it's also, you know, this isn't just some, you know, you know, one local TV channel in, in, you know, in the middle of, uh, you know, Virginia that we're talking about here. Right. Right. You're, 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 you're impacting people's ability to communicate opinions, do business, livelihoods, because you don't like what they say or agree with. Um, I mean, you literally have Washington Post reporters trying to go after anonymous Twitter people who post videos that people, they create no kind of their own. All they do is repost videos from people who say things that are stupid. And that's a whole other topic, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, know, okay, we like, oh, you have Washington Post reporters going after so these you, anonymous. So there's accounts. a Washington Post reporter. I'm not going to say the name. Okay. I, I don't want to get it. There's a Washington Post reporter who goes after people to expose them. There's a, there's a site on Twitter uh, who all they do is repost videos that people on the left post themselves. So maybe a teacher saying something in the classroom, they post it themselves or it gets posted. They create no original content, but you have Washington Post reporters going after them, trying to expose them to then get them deplatformed or, or, or canceled. That's what's going on on a daily basis. And it's, it, it should, it should frighten us. It really should. I, yeah. That's kind of crazy. That More is... on that story next week. Once it plays out. All right. What's going on in sports, by the way, is there anything um, interesting? The, command, going on? the commanders deny any uh, financial improprieties. They came out with another statement today saying that it's a, it's a, uh, a rogue ex employee or an angry ex employee. Okay. Uh, so you have that going on. You have, um, you know, I, I don't know where that goes. I, I don't. Uh, I think at some point, I think at some point you're going to have to see some evidence from the congressional committee, right? Yeah. Don't you, know? you feel like they have to have evidence? So wh- wh- why are you yeah. kind of your, yeah. what's your hesitation for that story? Like what you, you think there's something there? Or no, don't I don't have a hesitation. It? I'm just saying. Either, either there's evidence or you got to stop saying that there's financial proprietors, right? Yeah, and I mean, didn't ESPN break that story? I mean, if if they can't back that story up after they— Well, I don't think they brought—I think they reported that the congressional committee 
said that or something. Like, okay. I don't think it was them. Okay. I don't think ESPN had the evidence. Or maybe they did and just, I don't know. But, I mean, that is a really strong allegation. You would think whoever first published that, I mean, did they, they, didn't they see actual evidence? I mean, to make that allegation is pretty strong. I mean, he- you know, Congress, there's a lot of things. We've seen a lot of, you know, with the Trump, Russia collusion thing. A lot of people said they saw things that turned out not to be true. I said, I don't know. Well, I'll say this. And I mean, it could be correct. I don't know. But I mean, it does seem like there is a campaign. People want Snyder gone. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Now, is that politically motivated? I have no idea. But I mean, I do feel like there is an undercurrent of they're not going to let up. And there, I mean, I think people in the sports world, people, uh, you know, certainly all of us commander fans. I mean, we are discouraged because they never win. But I mean, there is, you know, there does seem to be this movement to get rid of him 100%. No, that could be, I mean, maybe he needs to go. I, I don't know, yeah, but I don't, listen, it, I don't it is relentless. I think unless there's serious evidence against him. Because you think on, what? Either, on either the harassment charges and or the uh, financial improprieties or the other owners just say it's time. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's going down fighting, I believe. Well, do you think the other owners are going to? I mean, they probably all have their own issues. Like, they're not going to. Probably, gonna. right. They're not <laughs> yeah. going to. Like, I mean, who? I just I find it interesting because I'm trying to think of another NFL owner that's kind of had as much. Um, well, I mean, Richardson, uh, I believe he was the Carolina Panthers owner, got kicked out for racial comments. The kicked out, you know, he had to sell the team. You had the um, owner of the L.A. Clippers who got kicked out of the NBA, had to sell the team. So it's listen, there's precedent here, depending on what ends up coming out. There's absolute precedent precedent here for for, for this. So, um, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. So uh, not into the NBA playoffs at this point. Don't care. Didn't even I didn't even know they were happening. So okay, yeah, they're starting. <laughs> um, I didn't even I know. Th- okay, yeah. baseball's boring to me right now. Um, I don't know. It's just right now. It's about soccer for me, and maybe some hockey playoffs. I guess I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we'll see where it goes. How's LA? LA is look. I love LA. The sunshine and seventy-two degrees every day is amazing. I was telling you though, we we just switched our car insurance, so we went from paying eighty-nine dollars a month in Virginia to so what's that a thousand a year, give or take? Okay, right? so we've doubled. So now we're going to be over two thousand a year. Um, same number of cars and everything. Same number of cars, same vehicle. So um, wow. welcome to LA. <laughs> I thought LA, they uh, everyone took bikes everywhere or ele- electric bikes. A lot of people do bike, but I mean, you know, you know, the city's massive. I don't see how you could bike that far with, you know, if you got to go anywhere. I mean, yeah, everybody has a car. Housing, housing costs is out of control, right? Housing costs is out of control. I mean, we we st- we've just started looking because you know you like basically all the realtors tell you um unless you have like a surplus of cash like you're going to be outbid several homes that you yeah. look at so we did look at one house and it was under a million dollars um but we didn't even actually go to look at it the realtor just said oh let's let's plan on going tomorrow to look and then she inquired and they already had five offers of 1.2 million dollars cash and the owner was saying bring your best and final offer to these five contenders and we were like um 
<laughs> okay. And then Sarah, and then Sarah called Dan and said, "Hey Dan, can you take out a million five from our bank account?" Yeah. <laughs> was like, uh, all right. And that's a starter home. That is a, Patrick. This house was only had one bathroom. So in the home, I do hear if you could. You know, apartment living is not the worst out like well that's rent- what we're gonna do we're gonna do a condo yeah, 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 yeah. or but yeah because i mean a house here is like crazy we are in yeah. a, we're an apartment two-bedroom apartment now and we we actually really like it so so living in dc they say on like food and 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 you know other entities it's pretty equivalent to it it's the tax rate especially you were in virginia and the housing like you could buy a townhouse in virginia you know, seven, eight, six hundred, seven hundred. I mean, yeah. a nice townhouse. Yeah, you can't find that in LA unless you want to be an hour, hour and a half out. You just can't. Right. You could definitely go out to the valley if you want to go out to the valley. You can one hundred percent find, um, which is you know, if you and especially if you have traffic, you're talking an hour. Yeah, and listen, it depends on your job. If you now you can work remote and only have to commute one day a week, that's not the worst thing, right? Right. But um, and then you have to worry about schools and ugh, crazy, crazy. I know it is. Welcome to LA. You should have uh, went to you should have went to Texas. Should have moved to Austin, where everybody's you going. Should, Austin. Well, Austin's very expensive too. Not LA expensive, but very. But there's no state income tax, so you save what 11 percent right there. Nah, you know what? I mean, you can't take it with you, right, Patrick? So you might as well spend it all. <laughs> and do your kids really need it? They don't need it. Um, you know, there you go. So I don't know. It's uh, you're true. You can't take it with you, but it's good while you have it, right? Well, and it's nice to leave your kids something, but we might be leaving ours with debt. So I don't know. I don't know because California is. It is true what people say, but it's. I'm well, and then in California, there's like the death tax is like through the roof, right? I haven't even even leave your kitchen. Yeah, they'll have to sell it to pay the tax. Oh my god. Okay, well we'll move. All right, I got it. All right, bye, Pat. Patrick, where can people follow you? Patrick Fox 5 GM. No, Fox Patrick. Fox 5 GM. Whatever. Okay. I don't even know. See you Goodbye. next week. Bye.